Do you ever get the impression media outlets don't take life very seriously? You've probably heard the saying, gotta kiss a few frogs before you find your prince, right? Ladies, you're wearing the wrong bra. Because thousands of cucumbers slid all over the highway. Were there any stars in danger? So you want to get a beer without ever getting off the couch, my friends? We're talking about Twinkies. We're here to take you beyond that bread and circus and serve up news that matters. I'm Ben Trefney. Imagine you're 10 years old and you've never been to school. Your family just moved to a foreign country where not one, but two different languages are spoken. The national language is not the one commonly spoken in your neighborhood. You want to make friends and shop at the corner store, so your family wants you to learn the neighborhood language. And your teachers know you also need to learn the more dominant language to be successful in your life outside the neighborhood. And, of course, they want you to learn math and science at the same level as your peers as soon as you can. Okay, are you there? Then you're in the shoes of the student in our feature story. She's a newcomer student, a young girl who arrived in the United States with practically no schooling. Reporter Beth Hoffman visited Melrose Bridges Academy, a public school in East Oakland, and tells how the needs of a family, a school, and the state can be at odds with one another. And a note to our listeners, the family you'll hear about is undocumented. Their names have been changed to protect their identities. It's 8.45 a.m., and Roberta Martinez stands quietly with her fourth-grade class, smiling shyly at the other kids. She listens intently to the conversations around her, her energy focused on making out the Spanish words coming from their lips. <laughs> a newcomer to the U.S. and to school, 10-year-old Roberta is from Guatemala. Her family moved to East Oakland last spring from a rural area near Weiwei, Tenango. She speaks a Mayan dialect, known as Mom, and is only now learning to speak Spanish fluently. Porque en Guatemala tengo... Mom, 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 mom. Roberta went to school in Guatemala only long enough to learn the letters of the Spanish alphabet and the numbers 1 through 10. Her mother says just getting to school was a challenge. We lived miles away down muddy roads, and it took over an hour for her to walk each way. She would have to get up early, like 4.30, 5, and not have any time to eat. So she would always say she was sick and never wanted to go. In Guatemala, Roberta's father worked as a seasonal laborer. The family didn't own any land and couldn't afford to rent, so they had no way to grow food or to raise animals for the family to eat. Her father says there was no way to get ahead, no way to make more than what it took to feed the family. He says neither he nor Roberta's mother received a formal education, a fact that today is still difficult for him to talk about. It is hard to describe to you because I don't have the words. But it is hard because neither I nor my wife went to school. There is nothing to say because there is no one to blame. I hope God will help us now. And so, after trying to raise Roberta and her 18-month-old sister in Guatemala, the family decided to spend everything it had to come to the U.S., First, Roberta, her mother, and the baby came in the summer of 2007, moving into a house in East Oakland with others from Weiwei Tenango. Her father arrived six months later, after he had saved up enough money for the trip. Aquí están feliz. 
Roberta says in her newly acquired Spanish that she's happy here now because she has a house and more to eat than only beans and potatoes. There's work for her father here as a day laborer. And Roberta, for the first time in her life, goes to school every day. Roberta's school, Melrose Bridges Academy, is considered a new public school in East Oakland. Just three years ago, it was known simply as Melrose Elementary School. But Melrose scored consistently low on achievement tests and was labeled a failing school under the No Child Left Behind Act. Under pressure from the state, the school refocused its mission, implemented new language learning programs, and adopted its new name. Principal Clara Tenango says now, as a transitional bilingual program, Melrose Bridges Academy tries to teach more than just the standard curriculum. I have the staff, or that staff, or the pers- people are here that are willing to go beyond just teaching in their classroom and doing their own thing. We are teaching them the content, but at the same time, you know, there's this other, you know, social, emotional, what would you call it, um, learning. But it's not only the academic. Over here, the line of little ants, the line of little ants, spin on and on. But Roberta's family has more basic concerns than her emotional well-being. They want her to learn Spanish, the language of their neighborhood. In fact, 75% of students arriving to Melrose Bridges in kindergarten don't speak English as their first language at home. The school's new focus includes trying to teach native Spanish speakers English by the third grade. Roberta's mother speaks with Luz Salazar, the school librarian and teacher, now assigned to work with newcomer students like Roberta, who arrive with little or no educational background. Why do you want her to learn Spanish first? Because she speaks mom, and I too speak mom, only a little Spanish. So I want her to speak Spanish first, then English. I want her to understand Spanish, to get things, or to speak to people. It's easy to understand why they want her to learn Spanish. Almost all of the kids at Melrose speak it, and Roberta is eager to make new friends. All of the stores and businesses in the area, too, are filled with Spanish speakers. And if her family ever needs to return to Guatemala, Spanish is the primary language. But Luz Salazar has different priorities for her student. The goal is for them to be, to be happy in school, to, to want to be in school, to want to continue in school. They need to begin to understand that they can go to college, that they can, that this place where they are is also their place. Hay una rama. Salazar agrees with Roberta's parents that learning a primary language, Spanish or English, is key to feeling successful in school. But, she adds, letting students progress at their own pace is just as important in keeping them there. So the slower we go at the beginning, the more careful we are in the way we, we lay the foundation for her first language acquisition, the more successful she will be later on. Uh, the problem comes when you're asking too much, too much, too quickly, then the students get frustrated and they stop. And then they, they can they see that it's an overwhelming avalanche of information coming at them and they cannot deal with it. To this end, Salazar creates a daily schedule for Roberta that takes her throughout the school, learning academic and social skills. 
Roberta only spends the afternoon in her fourth grade class, doing hands-on science and socializing with her peers. In the morning, she goes to the first grade to learn Spanish and to kindergarten for math. One, two, three, four, five. Personal attention is essential to any student's education, and Melrose Bridges Academy puts a lot of resources into that effort. The teachers are highly motivated not to let the school fail again. Before the school was reorganized in 2006, only 18% of students scored at or above proficient levels on the California Standards Test in Language Arts. Now, the school receives funding for its bilingual programs, and the district and state visit frequently to oversee what's going on. Now, everyone knows that to dramatically change our education system, we have to undertake reforms. In his 2008 State of the State Address, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger cited the federal No Child Left Behind Act and the huge number of schools in California not meeting current testing requirements. Like, for instance, to varying degrees, 98 school districts in California are out of compliance with the No Child Left Behind Act. So I'm announcing today that California will be the first state to use its powers given to us under the No Child Left Behind Act to turn these districts around. State Secretary of Education David Long explains that in order to turn districts around, teachers and the curriculum will come under even greater scrutiny from the state, much like at Melrose Bridges Academy. Uh, they'll be taking a look at what is the, uh, what is the staff development. They will be getting into the classrooms to observe and they'll be taking a look at, at teaching techniques. They'll be taking a look at whether or not uh, all of the textbooks are being utilized. Now, the teaching techniques correlating uh, with the, uh, the curriculum. So are they doing the right things? But doing the right thing often means very different things to teachers and the government. No Child Left Behind defines success as students meeting grade-level standards. For example, all fifth graders should leave fifth grade with the same baseline knowledge of math and science. Secretary Long says that schools must do whatever is necessary to meet those standards. Right now, as uh, No Child Left Behind, there is not a tremendous amount of flexibility. But in the case of students like Roberta, Lou Salazar says flexibility is key in helping them progress. And she says that puts many teachers at odds with testing. We're measured by that, so it's always in the back of our heads. But at the same time, you get to a point where you say, okay, what's most important, the test or that the students actually understand? And a lot of the teachers here make the decision that um, they abide by the students' needs. So, and, but they, because we work with them every day, because we know what they need. And, um, and then we pay the price by not... <laughs> by not getting the right scores or the scores that are acceptable to others. Because it's considered a new school, Melrose Bridges Academy has three more years before its test scores will need to meet No Child Left Behind standards. If the school's students test poorly, the school could face reorganization again, or it could just be completely shut down. Uh, ideally, what we're trying to do is to trying to pretend that we're not in a rush and pretend that we have all the time in the world. Yeah, it's a real dilemma. For KALW News in Oakland, I'm Beth Hoffman.
Esta es una canción que quizás conocen de Kinder, que nos canta José Luis Orozco. You can hear all of our stories on the web at KALW.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Ben Trefney.